you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Psychic on the Scene. And here with me, as always, my friend and co-host, D. Scott. Hi. And producer, and my other wonderful friend and co-host, psychic medium Michelle Lyons Polito. Hey there. And Michelle has a special guest on with us tonight. So go ahead, Michelle. We have with us tonight uh, Dave Manzano. Manzano. I said it wrong. Yes, <laughs> Dave Manzano. He is a friend of mine who um, we met uh, through an event that I do. And uh, he is a realtor in Syracuse, New York, and he is here to tell us about some of his own paranormal experiences, uh, personal experiences, and also experiences on the job. So, Dave, welcome. We are so excited to welcome, have you Dave. here. Wonderful to have you. To hear Thank your you. stories. Thank you, folks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, how long have you been doing this for, Dave, uh, in real estate? 33 years. Full-time. Wow. Bless your heart. Good for you. So you've really seen the market go up and down and all sideways and every way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the craziest in 33 oh. years of doing it all. I will say that. I, I, I bet. I bet it is. Um, so you're in the Syracuse area. Yes. Um, and do you do anything even with like commercial real estate? Uh, I don't too much. A uh, couple office buildings I've done in the past. Uh, my son's partner, I work for My Town Realty, and my son's partner uh, owns Icon. Oh, wow. Okay. They're the, uh, wow. they're the commercial sector of what we do, and they run and do quite a bit of the commercial. Okay. Gotcha. So, I, I, we kind of were talking off air, yes. but <laughs> in some states, they have to disclose, disclose if a uh, a place has got a haunting or a ghost. I think Massachusetts was one of them that mm-hmm. was like on the front line. And I think Connecticut too, right? Yeah. Sure. I think so. Um, and they basically like, here's the house listing, new septic tank, and it's got a ghost. <laughs> so I think that's fascinating. All the amenities. <laughs> yeah, all the amenities and you've got a ghost. Um, <laughs> for you, Dave, when you are talking with clients you said something very interesting and what was it about the disclosures okay well first my own disclosure i'm not legal counsel so i can't practice law so there it is <laughs> so i can't give okay. legal advice gotcha. now that they said that our legal counsel through our state association um, they they define stigmatized housing where you do not have to disclose death aids murder or suicides. However, if Mm -hmm. a property is haunted and the seller has made any type of correspondence, written story, online commentary, blogging, Mm -hmm. anything that went out to the public, then the seller would be subject to having to disclose the fact if he or she knows their property is truly haunted. That's incredible. And that's in New York State, right? That's in New York. Mm-hmm. That's got to be fairly new 
because back in the day, I can remember dealing with um, both commercial and um, residential um, through the Chamber of Commerce and actually um, Prudential Blake. And they said, you don't have to, because I'd walk in places and I'd go, whoa, this place is like loaded with ghosts. They go, you don't have to say anything about that. You don't have to to tell anybody that. So if somebody comes and looks at it, don't you say, whoa, this place is haunted. You like ghosts? Because you're going to have a shit ton of them. Um, (laughs) So I think that that's fairly new. See, that would be considered verbal hearsay. So anything on talking to a neighbor, yelling over the fence. Oh, so it has to be written. But if it's actually acknowledged in the story or written correspondence by the seller, then that changes the ballgame. Wow. That's fascinating. And so some people are actually looking to buy haunted houses. I know. Isn't that wild? <laughs> hey guys, let's, let's I just face read it, a story. people. Well, anybody that's out there, Dave, I mean, not not that you can tell your clients this, but most places do have ghosts. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the second somebody goes, Well, I live in a brand new house, it's like, okay, well, it's got a shit ton of ghosts. No, they the there's land huge, is old. <laughs> the land is haunted or the situation, whatever, it'll have, you know, different things happening. <laughs> right. But it doesn't mean that the place is evil either. It doesn't no. mean it's bad. And you know, it, there's different levels of ghosts. You've got mild background house ghosts, you know, they're just kind of yeah, like yeah. existing. It's kind of like the feel and the vibe in the house. Then you can have some active hauntings around to, to poltergeist activity or even negative energy activity. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. Um, you started to say something about the property there. Or property well, I've there. had uh, two in my time. The, my very first listing, I'm going back 33 years ago, Ooh. and I was green and wet behind the ears. I, I didn't <laughs> have a clue. Um, they didn't even do what's required New York State property conditions disclosure, but our brokerage at the time, they had a one-page disclosure form. So uh-huh. I will at least tell you this. This was a Tipperary Hill property. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of activity in that area. I will tell you that. No surprise. Um, I'm in there and I'm going through the interview and doing the listing. And uh, the sellers, as I'm going through disclosure, any issues with the property, I'm thinking plumbing leaks, you know, anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> The husband says to me, outside of that stinking ghost we finally got rid of, I think we're okay. Wow. Okay. I'm looking at the wife. And they were older. God bless them. (laughs) They were probably in their, oh, I'd say late 70s at the time. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the wife and she said, oh, yeah, but we called St. Pat's and they came in and they did a cleansing. Oh, how cool. I think she's gone now. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, oh. we even have it as a she? And then I talked to the son, who at that time, I think the son was probably in his early 20s, thinking, or middle late 20s, are these folks okay here? And <laughs> confirmed the fact that um, he had things happen in the home. They actually saw an apparition of a woman going across the kitchen and into, get a load of this, the refrigerator. Hmm. And you'd say, all right, why the refrigerator? And they didn't find out till later when they did remodeling. They yep. remodeled the kitchen. There was a back stairway. Sure. It yep. was totally blocked off that they never even knew about. She's still making her way up. Hmm. It, it, it does have a little bit of a funny twist to it, though. Um, I said to them, what made you finally call? 
And the husband said, well, we were arguing. So negative energy. Mm -hmm. And I got really upset. And the next thing you know, I smelled perfume. We were in our bedroom. The bed sunk down. And that's when I said I had enough. After quite a few other things that happened. Yeah, when they start climbing on the bed, (laughs) that's that's when you call the priest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think I know why she was haunting the house, though. This is a hunch, but a fact. And what I'm going to tell you, I did sell the property. And the husband wanted to stay there because the wife was going her own separate way, which was kind of sad, but Uh that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. Upstairs was a boarding house, and um, the seller asked the new owners if he could stay there and rent one of the rooms, which he did. Mm. He fessed up to me before the closing that he got mad at his wife, came down the stair, punched the newel post, big round ornate carved newel post. Mm-hmm. It fell off. And he said, I don't know what inspired me, but as I was getting ready to put it on, I stuck my hand down inside the big square carved. And these homes are gorgeous. And I pulled two bags of Morgan antique silver dollars out. At that time, 33 years ago, was about 22 to $23,000. Holy cow. Wow. It was her stash. And um, oh it was in, in the Newell Post that he lived on and he never told his ex. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listeners everywhere are knocking their uh, their Newell Posts apart and looking for money. <laughs> but then there was a house in the stockade back in the day. They were, they were um, um, renovating it. And yeah. um, there was a whole case about it that somebody opened up the wall. They knew that there was something in the wall and they found money. Jeez. And the person that was doing the construction tried to keep the funds. Oh, no, no. It was a big, it was a big deal. And it was a, that kind of thing. Like, even what you think about, like, what made them even, like, who led them to that? I just, I always wonder that, like, something like that, like the Newell Post, like, it was a happenstance thing that he thought to himself, let me put my arm down. And then after he punched it. Like, yeah, something bizarre. something pulled him into that. Something, I right? Know. I guess she was on his side, not the ex-wife's. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. This oh, that's an interesting. There's humor to this. He passes away in the room. The new owners literally have to break into the room. Oh. Um, because he was not coming out for a day or two, and yep. they found him just passed away comfortably in a chair. No now question. he was pretty old at the time. He had seven years on his age that I told you I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, they ended up at his wake. The ex did come. And there was a comment made by the sellers to the ex. What a great guy Sam was. We'll just call him Sam. Right. And thank God he found that money because it helped him live and support him Uh for years. The (laughs) wife did not like that. (laughs) Oh, my God. She's literally (laughs) yelling at the casket, right? Wow. True story. That that brings up a thought to me, um, Dave. 
do you, I mean, I know um, in this area and even um, Michelle and I have gone to a home out in Herkimer um, that had a haunting. And the first yeah. thing that I had gotten about the home was that it had um, a body on it. And that is not uncommon with a lot of these older farms. Mm. If you know that there's like a cemetery or a body buried on the property, do you have to tell the buyer? Well, (laughs) here goes. This wasn't my listing, but I do know of a listing that was not terribly long ago that there was an antique cemetery on the property. And I'm going back probably to the early 1800s. Okay. And even though they were all moved, so all the bodies were moved. Okay. And I don't mean recent. I mean quite a few years even thereafter. Okay. Um, it was an issue. Really? It was an issue. It, it wasn't <clears throat> disclosed. Um, so there again, the legal point of view can't practice law. I'm not sure on that question, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if it goes by New York state law, I would assume, I don't think it would have had to have been disclosed, but it came out in the abstract. And when um. it came out in the abstract, I think it upset the new buyer Yep. because even though that every, all of the individual Plots were moved to another cemetery, uh, and it was noted uh, by a historian, because we're going mm-hmm. way back, it, it did affect the deal. Wow. Yeah, it did affect the deal. I mean, what Wait. was left there? I mean, the stones, I assumed, were moved, and the graves, and everything, it was, huh? it was strange, because it was only in one section, one little corner mm-hmm. of some acreage of the property, and back... This, this thing could have even have been late 17, early 1800s. It was oh, cool. antique old. And all of the deceased were moved years ago. So huh. not like five, 10 years ago. They were moved, but it, it, it was still an issue. Some people feel it's very strange out. about that. So well, I, mean, I, I had a family, um, very sweet husband and wife I had read for and um, had known them long enough that they had saved and um, bought land and were building their home. And she called me up and she said, do you have any time to come and look at the land that we just purchased? And I said, sure. And it was a hot summer, humid day. And I met them, um, I think at like a corner and we drove to the property. And I mean, it was like in the middle, like there was nothing around it, nothing developed Mm. around it. So we parked and we walked into the woods and there was like an opening. And as soon as I got on the land, I started to look around and I felt like, just like that, like there were like almost like I was standing on a cemetery, but there was no headstones. And I walked over to a corner of like this land and I turned around and I said, was there a skull found right here? And the two of them almost collapsed. And they said, we bought this land and we found out that it had been a cemetery for an asylum. Oh my God, that energy. 
but they did Have not you. they never they had believed either that the corpses and the bodies and the had been removed mm -hmm. and while they were excavating they found remains um i believe that they didn't have any issues um and they did do you know like clearing and stuff and they built on the land anyways but he was i think the two of them almost collapsed because it was exactly what happened like i, I literally walked over and i could see in my mind's eye like a, a skull sticking out of the ground wow. and um they were not anticipating that and they had found out more history about that so i yeah, know no. that there are people that don't many times when they're selling it like you're kind of saying dave that they don't have to say like all like maybe it is on the abstract but some of the stuff they don't know no. right how do you know if something because a lot of like the the asylum cemeteries and the pauper's graves if they were any kind of markers they were wood and they're gone and you know i mean i i was uh i have a degree in, in anthropology which i always laugh at because i'm like huh I'm doing what for a living now, but um, <laughs> I we did excavations out in Ro the Rochester area. We they found a, a pauper's grave yard, and they were building a park in that area. So they hired us to move them, and so we we removed these people. And of course, crazy things happen, like the windshield just just one of the car, our rental cars just exploded for no no reason it was wild i ended up getting poison ivy really badly so i was in the lab with the forensic anthropologist and i can tell you that they would think they got everything out of those graves but then we would like do a scraping of all the the soil underneath where the bodies and the any kind of casket remains were and i was sifting through that and i'd find finger bones and, and various things yep. and you know woman's hair blonde bun so as much as you hope that you get everyone out when you move and everything out, how do you know if there's no markers? And sometimes, you know, people are buried like if someone was born out of wedlock, they were an embarrassment. They didn't have a stone. So, well, I guess this one on. It wasn't human, but we were doing a walkthrough at a property quite a few years ago, mm -hmm. and it was in Plainville, and a woman raised St. Bernard's for oh. years and years. And when we were doing the walkthrough, she was there and she burst into tears and asked if she could come periodically and come and visit. And we're like, visit? And she went, all my dogs are buried in. Oh, wow. St. Bernard's and we were talking quite Big a few because she raised and trained them. Oh my goodness. We're talking probably 50 years worth. So. I don't want to get like Steven Spielberg here, but I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to be Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah. And I figured, thank God the young buyers, they were open minded to it. Mm. But I yeah. guess she's still going and visiting them, I guess. But ouch. Jeez. Yeah, I guess I think it's, you're not in this the town of Colony, I know you're not supposed to bury pets anymore. No. which I didn't realize. So you're not supposed no, to bury them. Anymore. You're not supposed to. I never knew until I think I told you on one of our other podcasts, Michelle, I didn't know um, Dave, like until like three years ago, you're not supposed to release people's ashes places. Right. So I would say to clients, he wants their ashes spread. They go, we're already planning on it. And you know, like, so, and it wasn't until this one client goes, but you do know that's illegal. And I went, what? Why is said, it oh illegal? yeah. You, it's because I guess it's considered kind of like toxic waste or, you know, like, you're not supposed to like do that like because people are releasing them in lakes and stuff 
Well, oh. my sister's in Key West, Oswego, and <laughs> <laughs> on her property. I'm not going to say where. Okay. But I guess it, you know, oh, like you're supposed to get a permit. Too, so. yes. <laughs> you're supposed to have a permit. So I, I, I guess like to, to point to that, it's like, well, how do you know? that somebody didn't love your land and, and find it. So Dave, have you had personal experiences like walking through a property, feeling things yourself? Yes, I have. Uh, oh, please share. Sometimes on one, I can't, I can't disclose where, but that's fine. Close to Tipperary Hill. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is kind of a well-known property around town here, but um, I was doing an open house um, and actually the sellers were quite proud of the fact uh, I, the new sellers know, but the old sellers, uh, they were quite proud of the fact and they knew that their property was haunted. Mm -hmm. uh, they really didn't discuss much with me about it, but I know that they actually had articles in the newspaper and the post standard about their property. Um, I didn't think anything of it. I, I did an open. I remember this was either July or August. There was okay. no air conditioning in the home. Ugh. And it was an old, gorgeous, drop dead Victorian, probably somewhere around maybe 1860s, 1850s, mm. leaded glass, cupola, beautiful. Oh my God. And um, I'm dying in there. <laughs> but as I'm going through the house, I make my way down the back butler's stair. And all of a sudden, I felt cold, not your oh. average back hall cold. And it was kind of swirly, like sort of around Ooh. my neck mm -hmm. and around my hands. And um, only in one spot only of the back stairwell. Huh. And um, to a point, I got a little freaked out about it, you know. I'm more in tune with it now, being older, wiser, and right. quite a bit, but I, I, I wasn't used to it at that time. And I did ask the owners, hey, guys, what gives? Oh, yeah, oh, mm -hmm. I should have told you. And then they sprung it on me about who they thought it was. And um, it was well known, and they had aberrations, sightings, and <sighs> they so thought cool. that there were existing family members mm -hmm. of the original original owner which goes way back i mean back to like the past in seymour i think really one of the owners of past in seymour owned it i think the property was originally uh built by the andrews family i guess i can say that because that's yeah they're not there anymore uh, no <clears throat> right right those are my kind of ghosts on a hot day <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice cold ghost. Yeah, give you a nice cold breeze. Well, That's pretty no. crazy. What other ones have happened like that for you? And did you ever have anything um, scary? Not to sound weird, as scary, but come home with you. Oh, yeah. my wife is always seriously concerned about that, mm -hmm. and I've turned some listings down because I knew, and I kind of got confirmed that there were n not nice spirits involved. Okay. I mean, I'll deal with every, I, I agree with you. Every house is some form of a ghost. Mm -hmm. Something. It, you know, and you gals will feel it a lot better than anyone else. But 
Um, when they're not nice and they attach themselves, that's when I get a little concerned. And my, my wife, she was really concerned. And surprisingly enough, I had mentioned this to you, Michelle, mm-hmm. she was working and I don't want to say where, but let's just say a really old historical Historic. mansion uh-huh. um, in Syracuse for years. And it was known to be haunted. Um, that caretakers of the building that uh, were there long before my wife would pretty much mention stories. And she had a lot of things happen to her. She was their event designer. <clears throat> so she'd be there at night, um, either designing for the next day or for a function. Some things had happened when my daughter was there with things getting thrown at them. And Wow. And wow. My wife wanted to design and she tried to change the lighting oh, the main oh. chandelier for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And they did not like that. They were not having it. <laughs> um, what that I personally experienced there in that property, um, the strong, strong smell of perfume. And my wife and I were the only ones in the building. Mm. This is a massive, huge building. And only in one spot in the stairwell where I I called my wife over because she was decorating the library, getting it ready for a function. And she picked up on it and it was really strong. And she mentioned, she said, I was told that that was a lavender perfume that one of the original owners going back in the 1800s um, used to love and wear. And um, wow. it went away. It, it went away. It was around for probably three to five minutes tops, and then it went. So one day I got a little courageous, and uh, <laughs> Michelle, I'll try to condense the video I took. And I, oh, I that'd be great. I have a very good friend that owns an electronics company, uh-huh. and he makes EMF meters. In fact, oh. hang on. Yeah, and I love this because Dave said that he you, you can tell the story how he made these oh yeah we've seen those oh yeah the listeners right, well, there's the classic emf nectar uh, yes. that they have on all the ghost shows my good friend his company makes them and long story short he made about 50 they sat on a shelf nothing for years nobody would ever do anything with them un- until quite a few years back he's starting to get phone calls um first 50 went then another order for another 50 and then another order and he's like what are you doing with these because he sincerely made them for high tension electricians people that mm-hmm. work in the field mm, right but ghost hunters international they were buying them and he actually saw his this meter on television yeah. i've seen i've seen that meter on television <laughs> on ghost hunters and ghost hunters international and, yes. and probably every other ghost show well i took his meter because my wife got a little concerned she goes i'm in the building by myself her offices were up on the third floor she goes come on over with me if you can she had to do some paperwork and some things and she didn't want to be in the building alone even though it it's not negative. The only negative thing that ever happened was that one switch of the lighting that she realized 
Don't do it. Don't don't disturb. So I went into the ballroom um, and I was told by one of the caretakers that they would see and hear little kids either laughing or talking and Mm. playing. And I went into the ballroom and I, I saw four little toys right in the center of the ballroom. Now the ballroom's fairly empty, no electronics whatsoever. And I said, you know, I had this with me. I said, I got to try this. My wife's in her office. I moved the toys. I moved them on a table. And I wasn't getting any readings until I moved the toys. (laughs) And when I moved the toys, this thing went orange to the red. It went right off where the table was to a point where I felt the hairs on my arm starting to stand up. And I'm like, okay. And then I got a feeling they really didn't want me to screw around with their toys. No touchies. So I put them back. I literally, and I put them back exactly in the middle of the floor where they were. Mm -hmm. And um, I went back over and the reading was still extremely strong at a small little table. And it was the height of kids. If Uh I put it higher, you wouldn't get a reading. And um, it's fascinating. I caught about about eight minutes of that. And I sent that. I tried to send it to you, but it was too long, Michelle. Yeah, I couldn't. I will try to condense it and show you, but. um, We'll share it. Okay. We can. Would it be okay to share it on our Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's amazing, Dave, that. Um, even I wouldn't say that you're a novice, but even somebody like yourself that probably wouldn't say that's something I would normally gravitate towards. Like I'm going to move this. Those are called trigger objects, mm-hmm. move the trigger objects around and see if I get some sort of a reaction. Mm-hmm. And you just did it based on like Perfectly. instinct. And then even yeah. knowing that you had to like put them back to make them okay. I will say there are families that have said, Um, which is one of the most interesting, like there's a lot of people that paint the ceilings on a porch, the light blue for the haints um, to, you know, make sure the ghosts don't pass over the threshold. If there's water on a property, Michelle and I know, or quartz or limestone on land, you're going to have those kind of um, electric magnetic field with that kind of work to boost spirit activity. They work like a conduit. If there's railroad tracks, like that's yeah. all the stuff we can do is that preliminary call on the phone. Is yeah. there a well on the property? Is there a creek on the property? Is there railroad, you know, track. railroad tracks? It works that it, it pumps up that um, energy mm. um, like over and over again. But the, the stuff like, um, like what you're talking about with the children, that seems to be one of those things that they do come in and they play and they don't like change. So oh. anytime somebody starts to bust out walls in a Victorian house, or, oh boy, does that ever, Michelle, when that happens, I mean, we'll go back to Dave a little bit about selling the properties, yes. but when you have the properties, what's some of the best methods when you like buy a house, what should people do when they first buy a house to kind of ground the energy or clear the energy, make it their own, what? even when what? they have construction or new oh, yeah. antiques. Yeah. Oh my God. Antiques. Uh, generally, well, for myself, of course, <clears throat> I do a clearing. I make sure any ghosts that are stuck that want to leave can go to the likes. A lot of times they don't, they don't even realize that they have not crossed over. So you make it possible 
for trapped souls to cross over. And you always tell them, look, you know, once you're in the light, you're free to come back. You know, you can, you'll be a person in spirit. You won't be stuck here because ghosts are generally stuck in a certain area. But what I think is really important, if you have ghosts that don't want to go, and most of the time they will, just to have a discussion with them, just say, we've bought this house. I always state the year. And I say the year of our Lord, 2022. And, uh, introduce yourselves. This is our property. Now we're going to care of it. We're going to love it. We don't mean you any harm uh, and we come in peace. And very often I had a client who um, they weren't ghosts, but they were people in spirit, but they were very attached to the property. Um, The spirits told me very specifically, they'd had an an original like nameplate over the doorbell. They wanted that put somewhere in the house and they, the owners did, they put it attached to the front of the mantelpiece and then everything quieted down. Mm. Oh, and, and sometimes, you know, if there's native American spirits make an offering. Um, I, I think That's a, yeah. are, are really good corn beans and squash, uh, anything like that. But, and I always say, um, if you are moving into a home, especially the people have passed to the home and if they're buried nearby, go visit, go put a white flower on their grave. And that is a really good way. It, it, it's almost like a handing over of the torch to the new family to love and care for the home. And sometimes that's all the people want to know is that their space, something that they, <clears throat> just think of the amount of time you spend in your home, something that was so, uh, you know, uniquely yours is going to be loved. And so that's yep. what I, you know, and I, I of course recommend smudging uh, on the three corners of the seasons, the solstices and the equinoxes and little ceremonies, just whatever you like. And I, we, you know, if, if you've got some kind of negative energy, you know, call in a specialist. Uh, <laughs> you can always uh, use right. Palo Santo. Yeah. And of course the crystals, you know, black tourmaline. Crystal. Yeah, amethyst, that really citrine. works. Yeah, set up a grid. So that that's, you know, that's where I start. So Dave, have you ever had a tricky property? I mean, everybody has that house in the block mm-hmm. that, um, has been turned over over and over again it's like always for sale. Yep. it's always for sale my ex-husband and i we were the ones that bought that house <laughs> in our neighborhood and then i've i think in all honesty even though it was a house built in the 1950s i think i'm one of the longest time owners um for the house but even when we got it and he i would not say was a person that believed in ghosts or spirits we were <laughs> constantly getting stuff yeah of activity and it was older spirits like just left like kind of like visiting the house and coming in but do you have clients that come to you because the property might be tricky to sell or they ask you if you know of anybody that will clear the property make it sell faster i've had suicide unfortunately Mm. Uh uh-huh and uh one in particular uh that they felt uh, that the individual may still be around. Mm-hmm. That happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't get into a cleansing. I didn't know okay. Michelle then. <laughs> yeah, she recommended that if they felt that strong about it, mm-hmm. they could do, um, you know, a priest, a church. Right. church sometimes. Right. A, a, mm-hmm. a priest will come in and do some form of a cleansing. 
Um, they used to do it a lot more. Like when, like my mother and father bought yep. their house, that was a that was a set routine that you had somebody come in from your parish and bless the house. Mm-hmm. You see yeah. the writing on the door. On the yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of people ask, "What is that?" It's it's a blessing. Um, yep. I think that's a blessing more so, not so much of spirit, but just a general blessing. But when it's a phone call that we have some issues, Mm. some some company, this is a, my cousin was an attorney, uh, still is, but he practiced for over 20 years. And he told me of a court case um, that the buyers actually won. This was in New York. It was Mm -hmm. a downstate case. Mm -hmm. And the reason why the judge ruled in the favor of the buyer is because they could actually prove that the house was not totally vacated because most oh contracts gosh. will say totally vacated and broom clean. And apparently oh there was enough evidence of things flying all over the place. Shut up. That the judge that's right on the law books. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's actual but, case history. But what if it wasn't their ghost? <laughs> Oh, right. It wasn't the seller's ghost. It was right. just something maybe there from the property, Michelle. That's well, what you're yes. saying. That would have been a great argument stating that maybe the buyer brought it in, but yeah. the judge ruled yeah, it hey, in favor. They didn't have a good attorney. I don't know. The judge <laughs> That's not my ghost. The buyer. <laughs> and, and the buyers got out of the deal. But, oh, my um, gosh. Wow. Oh, yeah. It wasn't vacated. It wasn't That's vacated. Fascinating. The law. Steve, I've never <laughs> heard that one before. That absolutely like blows me away. Yep. Yeah, I never thought of that. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Huh. I had one. Um it was a unique property. I represented the buyers. Okay. Um, they ended up having to take prepossession, which no one likes prepossession. That means they got to go in before they close, but it was unfortunate because title problems and what have you. So the sellers agreed. So the buyers are into the property for about a week. I'm getting a phone call day number two. Mm-mm. We have an issue. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Prepossession. Every realtor hates prepossession. <laughs> What is it? Well, we don't want to discuss it just yet. I went, okay, but we're closing on Friday. You you need to let me know. We'll bring it up to your attorney. And if we have to get it resolved, I'm still thinking plumbing, you know, wiring, (laughs) whatever. Right, termites. (laughs) We go all the way to the closing. True story. We're in the elevator with my buyers and their attorney. And he says one last time, if you have any issues with the property, please tell me now. I would have liked to have known about it before, but I'll go head to head and either get you a credit or get it taken care of or corrected. They both said, husband and wife, no, yeah, we're going to we're gonna be okay. But we do want to talk about it after the closing. <laughs> Why so the attorney made one last comment. Whatever you say after closing is going to be irrelevant. I won't be able to help you. Okay. It's going to be caveat emptor. There you go. Here's right. the keys. We're okay. 
All right. So now we're at lunch at cl after closing. I'll never forget this. This is the Dinosaur Bar and Grill. Great <laughs> place if you've never been there. I know it's where it is. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> we're sitting down, and there's the husband and wife. And the husband had a little bit of a New York Long Island accent. Okay, you want to know what's really wrong with the house? I'm like, can't wait to hear it now. And I look at Dennis, their attorney, and he's bringing it on. He goes, it's haunted. I went, haunted, haunted, haunted. <laughs> I went, like, ghosts haunted? He went, yup. And the wife, very, very calm, very nice. We figured out who it is. We're okay with it. Oh. How did you figure that out? Well, the daughter came down who did live up the street, and this was her mom's home, and her mom lived well into her 90s, driving right up to the day she passed on. Good she passed her. away upstairs in the bedroom, just never woke up in her <laughs> 90s, God bless. When the daughter came down to greet them, she burst into tears. This was about midweek on or about. She brought him a little cake and they said, you know, what's the problem? And she disclosed the fact that it, it was her mom's home and her mom passed away in the house upstairs in the bedroom. That would kind of sort of speak for the fact that the dog who they had for years would not go upstairs. Right. <laughs> so we had clients tell us that. Yeah. The dog would not go anywhere near upstairs. They'd hear footsteps in the hallway. They would turn a light on, it would go off. They'd turn a, <laughs> turn a light off, it would go on. And then finally, when a mop that they hung up and down in the basement came flying across the room, they realized, okay, this is physical. We gotta Someone's, go. So the daughter who greeted herself, finally the dog came around the corner and she said, my mother would never allow a dog in the house. Oh, no. <laughs> that is hysterical. Guess what? <laughs> she still isn't happy about it. But then when they found out her name and they talked to her, mm -hmm. just like what Michelle said, um, she calmed down. And they. I checked in on them for quite a few months after. And I'm like, "How are we OK with the company here? And <laughs> yeah, we're, we're fine. We're fine. Oh my God. And that was, yeah. So have you ever found anything or have clients, you know, kind of in that same vein, ever found anything that was, well, like a headstone on their property? I know the one family, when they did some excavation, actually found a headstone underneath mm -hmm. the corner of the house that somebody had built on. It was a general, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, another family found a pentagram on the floor, just like you see a ghost hunters. Yep. And another family said to me, I kept seeing, I was in their house, beautiful house out in Queensbury. And I just read for her recently and I didn't remember it was her house, hers and her then boyfriend. And I kept seeing this man like aggressively walking around the house while I'm doing the readings. Mm. And I said, 
do you know you have a ghost here? And they, they looked at each other and they said, yeah. They said, actually, it's really connected to him, the boyfriend. And he's been doing all the renovations. And he opened up a, like, crawl space upstairs. And when he did, he found a demonic Bible. Oh, oh God. And, like, some other demonic artifacts and he was so weirded out by it the boyfriend he had originally taken it out he had so weirded out he put it back in and he just closed it up oh no i know oh, i was no, the same no, way no. i was like oh no oh no 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 <laughs> that doesn't yeah. work here that doesn't work for me have no. you have you ever had anybody like that dave have you I found know. something well here goes the closest <laughs> i can say that i came to that I'll say this, no direct, because this was in the news. Uh, Charles Avenue in Salve. Okay. They uncovered mm -hmm. body parts underneath a porch Whoa. of a house. Yeah, and yeah. Um, this made the news. And when I mean it made the news, I was in Florida on vacation. And I had the house directly across the street listed. <laughs> and they're flashing the neighborhood. <laughs> Oh no! There's, wow. there's my sign and little uh, <laughs> <my> face. <laughs> but I, I had uh, a listing. I just a funny side note, Dave. I had a listing years ago. It was an old Grand Union in Rotterdam, and I had, like I said, I worked for Prudential Blake while I was still working with the Chamber of Commerce and Commercial Real Estate. And every time something happened with that property, they were calling me from like, all, so one time I get a phone call and they said, the police are waiting for you there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I got there. And um, apparently skateboarders were letting themselves in, but also ladies of the evening. And it was Christmas Eve and I had to like wait there with like a whole group of police, like they're clearing the place out. Come um, on. The evening i know and and i'm like i'm really proud to have my name on this <laughs> well here's an interesting tidbit for you uh john wayne john wayne gacy's property yes. in chicago mm -hmm. sold last year and yeah. it sold many times and it always mysteriously seems to sell under market value mm -hmm. anywhere from 18 to 20 plus percent especially in a crazy covid market this article, uh, actually, I just read this about three days ago. And um, they talked to an appraiser because even though they made changes to the house, the house was originally a small ranch that one of many owners, after he got out, right. um, added a second floor to it. They actually even tried to change the address. In fact, they did change hmm. the address. Um, and still to this day, they won't say that it's haunted, but it, it says bad juju. Oh my God. Okay. It, ha now, it has to, it has to. Yeah. There's no way that it couldn't. I mean, that's the kind of house that you just burn it down and bulldoze it and start over. Get a load well, of this, get a load of this. The new owner, a family member of the new owner. Yeah. Claims that it was never disclosed who owned the property. Oh, come on. Yeah. Now, I don't know what Chicago's disclosure laws are. Mm, no. But wow. if it falls under death, AIDS, suicide, or murder, like New York, 
guess what? Ouch. I can't believe it. AIDS is still. That buyer, but. Why is AIDS in there? That's so bizarre. AIDS. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That, that, that's unusual. I mean, and, and now what would it be? Would they add COVID to it? I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. another whole wrinkle to it. But it's interesting, um, as you're talking about this, there was a house um, in Clifton Park that mm-hmm. the family was all murdered. And they said it was a murder-suicide. And this is going back to probably like the 60s when I saw the photos. Yeah. And it was one of those houses, Dave, that not only did neighbors afterwards report hauntings, of like somebody tapping on the windows and things like that. They could never resell the house. And just recently, like the last four or five years, they bulldozed the property. Yeah. Because oh. of, I, I, I think because the community knew like it was never going to sell. Sometimes you just got to start over. Well, the yeah. thing is what this appraiser had said, going back to the Gacy house, mm-hmm. if they would have bulldozed that, it was so bad uh, what happened there it runs with the land the lot mm-hmm. yep so even though they changed the house they put a second story on it they changed the address it doesn't look anything like it originally did when he did his thing it didn't matter it still affected the value of the property Mm. I had two houses I went to and they actually the spirits one was the mother and father it was a million dollar it was over a million dollar house and the mother in spirit met me at the door and she Mm. literally Dave started saying that that came from Italy that is the marble I ordered from Spain that and was Mm. taking me through and I turned around and I said she goes we don't understand why this place isn't selling I go your mother's not gonna let it be sold this is her dream house it's got to be just the right person for that to happen it had stables and everything else i said i said she's taking me on a tour and she won't leave and she's like does she understand we have to split this three ways i said she's not letting it happen and that house did not sell for years i had a hard time trying to sell a converted beautiful drop dead gorgeous what what was a funeral home oh and Gorgeous. you wouldn't know it. It didn't look it outside of the, maybe the portico was a little bit of a get, giveaway, but right. I had, um, I was doing an open house and people were coming in and, you know, no big deal. I had one woman come in, God bless, who was a black woman. And she felt the minute she walked in, she told me, she said, I'm feeling something here. And I went, Uh-oh. I wasn't going to say it was a funeral home. I didn't get into it. Um, she got about as far as the basement and oh, no. she ran. A, literally. <laughs> I bet. Oh boy. Well, yeah, she ran that's out of there. Yeah. Because you know. that's where they would have embalmed them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's got to be hard that, you know, like basically like keeping your poker face on while people are saying, I feel this, I sense this. And you're like, "Hmm." you think that would be disclosed like funeral home? You think that'd be on the list? (laughs) Well, no, because it would still be a private owner. I was thinking about the Gacy thing because he was such a um, a shit to Mm. to be perfectly honest. I'm wondering if the house was never even in his name. 
Know. If it was like in his, because oh. he was he was a freak. He was married for a while. Mm -hmm. If the house had been originally owned by the wife, and nobody would probably know that name, even if it was on like right. the deed. I have a question, quick for the two of you. Yes. Sure. If a a person passes on, and they don't pass away or pass on in the property, mm -hmm. like going back to the mansion. Right. Mm -hmm. They truly feel that one of them is a little small child that did drown. Right. Uh, that's in the home. But mm -hmm. they didn't obviously drown on the property. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Does it it doesn't matter, does it? No. What once it's funny, the movie Ghost is pretty accurate in that if you're if you're a person in spirit, if you go to the light, get your passport stamped, you can move at the speed of a thought. But if you're a ghost, you have to move as you did as a human. So very off, or you can get in a car, you can attach to a person, but th yeah. that, that ghost will find its modem. I always say it's kind of like a modem. A ghost is like Wi-Fi, and it has a modem. It has a source yep. that it generates itself from. And a child would, of course, go home. Yes. Whether it would attach, because a, a ghost can attach to things. Um, it can any kind of noun in the world, person, place, or thing, a ghost can attach. And so, you know, maybe in what, they can even stay attached to their body. Say they were brought back to their house to be waked. Then when the body was taken away, right. they could stay in the house. Mm -hmm. And they can get a certain distance away from their, from their, 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 you know, their modem. But that's, that's where the child's. But Dave, you know, I, and both Michelle and I have had experiences where, say a person had lived in that house, built that house and mm -hmm. raised their family, but then is put into a senior living situation, or maybe they have Alzheimer's or dementia. When they pass, they still show up at that house. Yeah. They're not going back to the hospital where they left. No, no, no. That house is where they, that was like their heaven. Their home, so they yeah. may not even be aware that they've crossed over and mm. they're, they're literally just going back home. They might seem confused or they do like that it's it's um, not an intelligent haunting, but like a residual haunting, residual haunting yeah. where they just keep kind of doing their daily loop. So they might be in the kitchen or they might be waiting at the door for somebody or looking at the window. It's got that kind of a vibe. I think um, those are sometimes harder to break than yeah. intelligent hauntings because, yeah. right, because they don't know what's happening. They're not mm -hmm. choosing to stay there and they think that their family is still there. Um, and they're unaware. They're, they're, right. they're often unaware of the people living there and they'll walk right through you in their little loop in their cycle. There was a house I went to, Dave, and um, it was part of a group that was, um, it might have been Northeast Paranormal. And I kept getting a young man in a um, like full leather like outfit, like he was wearing the leather jacket, the leather pants. And every time I'd see him, he was standing in the in the hallway and he looked confused. Mm. And I finally said to the family, I said, there is a man here who died very young, very quick. I said, but I keep getting California. And um, the family had reported a haunting. And they said, actually, that's not this house. It's actually like the house next door. And their mm -hmm. son died in a motorcycle accident. Wow. I said, then he's like, basically like he was lost, like he was trying to come home and he's mm -hmm. showing up maybe near a source, like Michelle mm -hmm. just said. And there was probably somebody in the other family 
next door that was more of a source trying to figure out where he was, where his family yeah. was, but he was clearly lost. And um, we did send him on and I don't think they ever had an issue with it again, but it, it was terrifying to see this big man dressed in leather, but yeah. he died like that. And I said, this guy died in California. I don't know what he's doing in here. And they said that was, and he was asking for Laura and I guess Laura was next door. Um, so, um, so that, ha that does happen with properties too. They can migrate. So yep. because you work sometimes with older homes, Dave, it might, might've been an attachment. It could be an attachment to a credenza, but sometimes <laughs> within a neighborhood, they migrate because that house might have somebody in it that can see them or help yeah. them. Right. Oh, wow. I've had that, uh, but I was reading for a woman and she had had a neighbor that passed in a nursing home. And uh, I thought, I had read for the one sister and I, I thought she was still there, but she had left and the sister who lived in the house I was reading for and I'm reading for her. And all of a sudden I look over and I see a woman with a teacup out of the corner of my eye. And I waved at her like, Oh yeah. And she goes, who are you waving to? I'm like, well, I thought it was your sister. There's a woman there with a teacup. She goes, what? I said, she's wearing like a, like a muumu, like a day dress. And we figured out it was her neighbor who had lived yep. next door but new people, and she had died in the nursing home with Alzheimer's. I think, I think it was like Anley home at the time. And when she came back, strange people were there. So she was in Gloria's house because at oh. least she knew Gloria. And wow. they used to get together and have tea in the afternoon. And that was the teacup. It was so sweet. So we helped her to cross over. The Alzheimer's really had her kind of confused. So wow. she's in heaven now. So do you believe, does it help at all, Dave, with houses to put the St. Saint, Saint Joseph upside down on the property? When you're trying to sell it? Oh, man. I had the most wonderful partner, I will say her name, Jean Sardino. Okay. Who would always, always go to psychics, okay? She was a true, true believer. Um, I think she had a little psyche herself, in my opinion. Probably. But she would, it was Girls, it was almost comical. She would have St. Joseph's in the case in her trunk. <laughs> She'd have a 12-pack. I kid you not. She I love it. so strong about St. Joseph. Yep. And not with the prayer, putting him upside down, facing mm -hmm. north. No, she would just take him and she would literally, and I said, Gene, I don't know if this is part of the rules. She was doesn't matter, David. Joseph <laughs> on the windowsill. And every home that she would list, she would put a St. Joseph out. Um, of course, if the seller's allowed. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't, she'd do it anyway. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she would convince them it was needed. And um, I will say one thing. Forget in crazy COVID times, but even in down times, Jean did fantastic. Yeah, she had a she she definitely had like an angel on her shoulder. Oh, Every did. person oh, I've ever that. known, even if they're not of Catholic faith, if I say to them, "Well, just bury bury Saint Joseph in your yard," do you know I get messages all the time? They're like, "We're not even Catholic," and I did that, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. in days. <laughs> no, so, I am I am a believer of Saint Joseph. I am. I don't like to abuse him because no, I'm like no. I got to a point where I'm like Jean giving him a workout aren't you <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I'm so tired. I, um 
do you have any other rituals like that? I mean, we were talking about the smudging. I always said salting property mm. um, quiets it down if you use black kosher salt or um, pink Himalayan um, around the property. It makes spirit activity go like right away. Can just tell people you're clearing for slugs. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I can't divulge too much. Michelle knows this story, but I got to <laughs> let's just say I have a very good. I have a family member <laughs> that buys sage by the bushels. Yep. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, Michelle, I did tell him about that. And did I, you? We'll see where this goes. Okay. Yeah. Please we'll keep me goes. updated. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say he's had some issues for some time now. And um, <clears throat> well, let me know. Probably a little on the aggressive side. And, you know, like I said, if they want my help, I will help them. If you want me to help them and then Have tell them later. found any properties that were so aggressive that you couldn't do anything with them? Um, I'm trying to think. Not Michelle. I have, but I usually, because that's not my area of expertise, um, I will turn them, I will call Michelle or turn it over to Michelle because it's, it's really um, like too much. Yeah. For some reason I was born with certain angels or I was just telling my husband that tonight because he'll try to clear and he goes, I can't clear it. And I'll, I'll clear. I'm like, I started laughing. He's like, well, I said, I have no idea why I can do this. It was just, you know, it's just always been something I can do. And I feel confidence in it. <clears throat> and I feel and she, she does. She really does, Dave, that she, I don't think I've ever heard from Michelle that she hasn't cleared a property mm. or from the clients that she has it. Now we've had people, and you may have had this with your, your buyers or sellers. They want to believe that they've got something on their property um and they're using it almost like well my son is you know basically an sob my son is a problem but it's the ghost on the property it's because of whatever the energy here mm -hmm. in the property and michelle and i kind of do like a sidebar like look at each other like there's, no ghost. there's nothing here there's like, a bad marriage here but yeah there's a mess up family or you should probably be in some counseling so right. in a very easy kind of way we let them know like well this yeah. is something you can control this is what you do for this you know no, but you not everything is a ghost don't feel it right 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 yeah but we usually she and i will usually feel it if we're driving together and we're going to work yes. with a client we'll feel it in the car we haven't even the gotten way. there yet on the way and we'll start talking about what we're getting yeah and, uh, you know i'll have to come down and bug you in florida sometime but We'd be driving, and it's like, "Hey, do you see that ghost?" Oh, yeah, I see that ghost. I mean, you know, not a, not an average donuts. Yes, I, and I not, not your average car ride. I think I've only seen two actual. I don't want to say ghosts, aberrations. Is that a good apparition? Yeah, yeah. energies, entities, energies, energies. My um, my deceased mother-in-law, the day after her funeral, without a doubt. Hmm. Oh yeah. Without a doubt, I saw her. Oh, how did she? Too. It was a hard how, time. How did she appear to you? Like how and where, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, it, I was literally in bed. I was not asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, you know they say that in between stage. Oh, yeah. Yep. Awake, without yep. a doubt, more awake stage. 
then in between. And um, she just stood there and it was a very calm. And it was literally the day after her funeral. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really want to say anything to my wife. I, you know, I didn't, you know, I yeah. didn't want to say anything. So I didn't for quite a while. <clears throat> and then months after we were at a family gathering and my brother-in-law says, you know, I saw Ma the day after the funeral. And I went, what? He said, yeah. He said, I was walking by the baby's room and I saw her leaning over the crib. Aww. And I went, okay, now I got to say something. Right. Wow. Frank, not to get weirded out here, but I saw Ma. Full blown. I could even tell you the color dress she had on, everything. Mm -hmm. So at that point in time, we did tell my wife and my sister-in-law, and they were good about it. Uh -huh. But I didn't want to mention it, you know, right up front. Yeah, you don't know. It's like this. Why didn't she come to me? And a lot of times, the close, the closer you are, like the really, like the people that are really closest to that person might not experience it them and they're like oh they don't come to me and I say it's your grief is blocking them but they'll they'll never stop trying so just be patient it'll happen right my, my wife saw the um old owner of a property one of the first homes that we bought in Salve um the couple rented this house for over 20 years never bought it rented hmm. it but they treated it like them, their own, just a older couple. And he was very proud because he busted through a wall on a garage that he had to go outside and then go back in. Oh, mm -hmm. he busted through a wall that he could now go from the garage into the house. And he put a screen door on it. <clears throat> I'd hear the screen door close. No way. She'd hear the screen door close. I never said anything. Then oh, I love it. Both heard the screen door close to a point where, come on. You heard <laughs> that? Yeah. We went downstairs. It's latched. It's latched. Oh. So, so the energy of. Well, here goes. Mr. Clark apparently came back. Um, this is This was quite a few years ago. I, I wasn't even into real estate. So it was over 33 years ago. I was working a night shift and my wife called really upset to come home <laughs> because she saw a guy standing in the hallway with a fedora oh. and a trench coat. Oh. And I went, well, first of all, it sounds like not only do you have a ton of ability, but it sounds like your wife has a ton yeah, of ability. Yeah, she really does. I think she's, uh, we joke around, I call her Hagatha. No. <laughs> okay, I call her Hagatha. I do. Because she has, um, I don't know if it's a psychic ability, but she, mm -hmm. if she says something, it generally it's going to happen. That's psychic. Right? I guess you'd call it that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If she says it, chances are it's going to happen. I, you know, I, I kind of touched on before that people, especially down in the South, they paint the, the porches, you know, the, um, the ceilings of the porches or even the threshold, the blue, because mm -hmm. paints can't cross water. So it gives the illusion. So they can't walk into the house. 
Um, another thing, I know that people hang out wind chimes at properties mm -hmm. um, to clear and, and basically defer um, evil spirits, as well as one of my favorites is if a place seems to be a portal to put mirrors in the windows, like little down in the corners of the windows. And if a spirit is like approaching or trying to come in, they see themselves and it turns them away. Mm -hmm. What is, if you know, Dave, what, what is the deal with a lot of the Victorian homes that you go into the wall? and they find the shoes and oh. some of their their things like and michelle maybe you know because of, of your background but i never understood that and then i know that you're not really supposed to disturb it correct no i've seen that a lot mm -hmm. personal items yes shoes or mm -hmm. sometimes a corset like a oh, corset yeah. or like things like that's you know sewing diaries in walls yes yeah it's just it's, it's kind of just like a personal safe that's what people did yeah and some sometimes just is it's insulation but most of the time it's kind of like a, a secret little place where they can keep things that are important to them how about twenty two thousand dollars of antique morgan silver dollar <laughs> i think that's crazy oh my lord oh yeah they lived on it that is on. hysterical. I love that story. <laughs> That's a great story. Well, I, I, how can our clients, if they're looking to list in your area, Dave, um, how can they reach you? Oh, um, well, my town realty and um, my cell number 315-345-3770. We serve all of Onondaga County, surrounding area. We have a Camillus office too, but we oh. have a Dynamite City office, which is right in the Icon Towers at 344 South Warren Street. Oh, nice. Wonderful. Uh, amazing to have you on and hear your stories. We'll have Thank to have you back you. on again, and maybe your wife will make a special appearance. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I'll get her on. <laughs> okay, good. Tell her that we want to talk to her too. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and have her on the next show. Um, Dee, do you have anything coming up you want to tell our listeners about? Mm, no. Okay. Um, thank <laughs> you for your input, as always. <laughs> um, Michelle, anything for you, hon, coming up? No, no. I'm taking a little bit of break from classes and from fairs. I'm just kind of chilling out for a while, but we'll be starting up again, I think, in June. So uh, stay on Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Myself included after the last show and, and coming yeah. back down to Florida. I just feel like even though I'm doing sessions, same thing. I don't have anything coming yes. up, but I will soon. So um, our, our listeners and our clients could be um, looking for that. We'll let everybody know through Facebook and our other social media. And as always to our listeners, thank you so so much um, for your love and support and your constant um, uh, suggestions to us because yes. we get great stuff, especially when we're out and about of locations and different topics that you would like us to cover or hear more about. Like you, we did a show and you want us to have that guest or um, more information on that. So please, please keep doing that. And um, you're subscribing and you're sharing and you're liking of our page. We love it. So um, mm -hmm. thank you. And all of you, please stay healthy and happy. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. I just moved in my new house today. Moving was hard, but I got squared away. Bell started ringing and changed right loud. I knew I'd move.
hadn't been a haunted house Still I made up in my mind to stay Nothing was gonna drive me away When I seen something that give me the creep Had one big eye and a two big feet I stood right still and I did the free He did the stroll right up to me Made a noise with his feet that sound like a drum Say you'll be here when the morning comes Run me on In my kitchen my